Oh my God, ladies and gentlemen, I am so glad to be back with you after a couple of weeks off. Apparently, this is a trend that we're not going to try to keep to. I don't have enough money to, to be honest with you, to keep missing weeks because when I miss, I'm probably doing something that uh, I spent way too much money on. But the last few weeks have been quite a ride for me, and I am excited to be telling you all about it. So over the course of the last couple of weeks, we traveled 4,000 miles, heading to two major cities. Two weeks ago, I was in New York City, and last weekend, I was in Washington, D.C. Yeah, yeah, I know. D.C. is not a city. It's a district. But for the sake of, you know, me and us, you know, it's fine. It's a city for all we care. In this episode, I'm going to primarily talk about my experience traveling from my hometown here in Wisconsin, you know, a town of 10,000 people, to one of the greatest and largest cities in the world, and that's New York City. As many people know, being big causes many hurdles in life, and that's never truer than when you are trying to travel, especially to places that you may have never been before. So the fear of the unknown can really be debilitating sometimes for some of these people, for some people. I mean, it used to be for me, but, uh, but I've now I've, I do it so much that I'm just using little tricks and uh, tips to try to, you know, make it better for me. But I want you to rest easy because this time, this is a story of triumph, perseverance, and dreams being realized. I want to tell you all about my trip to New York. So let's discuss that and more on this episode of Life in the Family. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Life in the Fat Lane. My name is Zach, and I am the host of this podcast, the driver of this bus, and the captain of this ship. And as I mentioned before, I'm going to tell you all about my recent trip to New York City and how, as an overweight man, a really overweight man, I was able to get the most out of this trip, to enjoy every single moment, and to not worry about how my weight was going to limit me in any of the things that I had planned to do. So yeah. I mean, we're going to just start at the beginning of this whole thing. But I'll tell you, man, like my weight, the only time my weight was an issue was at the end of the day after walking as many miles as we walked. My knees were kazilling me. Man, it was bad. But that could also be because I'm 40. But I digress. So let's, uh, like I said, we're just going to start at the beginning. I'm going to tell you how this all came about and just about the trip. So uh, let's hopefully enjoy the ride. About six months ago, tickets went on sale for a concert tour that I have literally been waiting to see since I was 16 years of age. Do y'all remember Savage Garden? Yeah, Darren Hayes' Savage Garden fame was coming back, and I wasn't missing it. Y'all, he is my favorite singer-songwriter. He has been since, like I said, I was 16 years old. I was a country music kid. I still am. I'm still a country music guy. That's my favorite. I love it. But uh, growing up... um, when I was eight years old, my mom bought me a tape, a Michael Jackson tape, the bad tape, which I still have. And I was hooked on that. So for the longest time, it was country music and Michael Jackson. Those were the two. Insert 16-year-old me working at Walmart, and boom, I hear Savage Garden, Animal Song. Not Animal Song. I lied. I want you playing over uh, the radio, the Chicka Cherry Cola song, you know? Um... And it was over from there. Uh, from that moment on, I bought the CD, and then I just fell in love with the music. 
and I've been a fan ever since. So he had left music about 10 years ago. Never thought I'd ever see this guy perform live. I, I missed any opportunity when I was adult um, and the closest he ever came. Um, and I was too young, you know, when they were uh, really, when they hit it big, I didn't really have any way of getting to wherever they were playing. But yeah, so anyways, um, I sat on my computer waiting for the sale to start on Ticketmaster when the pre-sale started. And I was lucky enough to score a couple of tickets to the New York show. No plan yet of how I was getting there, who I was going with, alone, for all I could care. Um, but I, I didn't know where I was going to stay. I just knew that I got my ticket, and I will figure the rest out later. I mean, it was six months before the show, so um, we had time to figure it out. So a couple of weeks had passed, and I got a text from my friend Angela. So a little about Ange. Uh, her and I have been friends since eighth grade. We went to prom together, we went to the same college together, and through all the years of adulthood, we've managed to remain very close. Sometimes we'd go months without speaking, or other times we'd go just a few days or, or a few hours, but always picking back up where we left off. But anyhow, Angie sends me a message, she sends me a text one day that says, what do you think about New York City for my 40th? And I just kind of had to chuckle because she was turning 40, or she is turning 40 on May 2nd. And I was going to be in New York the week of April 13th, so just a few weeks off. But what are the odds of that? Um, so unfortunately, I had to tell her that I wasn't going to be able to go because I was already going to be in New York. I wanted to ask her if maybe she thought about celebrating her birthday a little early and she could go. I mean, I had that extra ticket, but I didn't want, I wanted her to want to do that and not me like feel like she had to do that. But she was actually the one who brought it up to me, asking if she would mind if, if, I, if she came with me when I went. And I was like, absolutely. So she graciously decides to celebrate her birthday a few weeks early, and we began to plan our trip to uh, New York City. I'd already bought the concert tickets, so that part was taken care of. But I asked to be in charge of the purchasing of our Broadway tickets because we wanted to see a show. Because I know those seats are tiny and I just wanted to have as much control over where we are sitting as I possibly could. In my other episode where we talk about traveling, I talk a lot about preparation and how planning ahead is key to successful travel. And I wanted to be prepared for everything. So during the planning process, Angie had the bright idea to take Amtrak. She thought, how would that be cool, you know, to, to take the train? Uh, it would save us a lot of money on travel and it would honestly just be part of the adventure. Of course, I was nervous about taking the train for so long because it's about a 30-hour train ride total, and I've never been on an Amtrak train before. So it's that fear of the unknown that was really getting me. But everything I had read um, had, had told me not to worry, that the, you know, the seating was very spacious and, and there was just plenty of room, um, even for the overweight traveler. Hopefully, I, I'd like to do an episode just on traveling, like Amtrak and traveling by train, because I think that's a very good topic. Um, but just for the short time here, I just want to say that it was an amazing choice as far as comforting and is concerned with traveling. Like I said, seat, wise, seat size was good. Sleeping, not so much, though. But that's more of a me thing rather than like relative to my size. That, that really wasn't a size issue. That was just a me issue. Um, with uh, just trying to sleep. I had a travel fan that kept me cool, so that was, you know, really a lifesaver for me. But, so, uh, let's continue. So we we take the train to New York. Uh, we get there. I did not go to the bathroom on the train 
there one time. My body was like, hey, nope. I already have bathroom issues in public, so going on a train was not going to happen. Like, my body was just not not going to do it. So it didn't. Um, so let's just say when I got to the uh, hotel room, my body decided it was uh, time. But anyhow, so we get to the, uh, we take the train all the way to New York City. It's a short walk from Penn Station uh, to our hotel. We stayed at the New Yorker and we get into town and, you know, the city's just bustling because, you know, it's a busy part of town and New York is just always busy. We get to the hotel and we're waiting in line and this lady kind of took us to the side and decided she was going to help us check in. Now, when I say that this lady was amazing, I mean, she was amazing. She did everything she could to accommodate us. Um, and it was kind of funny when, when we, when I gave her my ID, she, she was looking at it and she's like, Oh, she's like, you're not going to believe this. But she puts, pulls up a piece of paper and she's like, I was working on your, on your reservation right now. So I had selected to do an upgrade. They offered me a cheap upgrade in rooms and she was working on that, trying to get me a good room. Um, and boy, did she come through. She moved us up about like 10 more flights of, uh, of rooms. So we were 10 floors higher and our room had the perfect view of the Empire State Building. So at night, like just looking out the window, we had, you know, one of the most iconic images that uh, is out there. So that was fantastic. All right. So uh, the room was tiny. I mean, it's New York City, so it wasn't that big. Uh, the bathroom was small, but it it was enough area to to do what you needed to do in there. Um, but yeah, uh, worth worth the price. The location we had was perfect, so easy to the subway. Like was very easily accessible, and getting to different parts of the city was uh, was not a struggle at all. Um, like I said, when you're just a few uh, a few minutes walk away from the subway station, uh, like many of you know, you can can get anywhere. So for a big guy like me who might not want to walk so much um, just to get to where you're going, um, that was kind of nice. But I will tell you, over the course of the three and a half days that we had in New York City, I did 32 miles of walking. 32 miles. That's If you had told me that going into it, I, I wouldn't have believed you because it really didn't seem like we – I mean, I knew we were walking all day each day, but it didn't feel like that much walking. Now, so far, as far as a big guy, everything has been pretty accessible. No troubles with anything, like sitting anywhere or, or getting to places. Uh, um, everything was pretty accommodating so far. Uh, moving on um, to um, our first night, we found a restaurant. We tried to get to a rooftop restaurant, which we did, and just kind of had a drink or two sitting outside and um, just kind of enjoying our, each other's company. Um, cause we made it. I mean, it was a long, long trip to get there and we were there and the excitement was, you know, still, we still had three days there, which was great. Um, the first day that we were there, uh, we decided, uh, we didn't have any set plans. So we just kind of did a few things that were like of interest. So, uh, we walked the Brooklyn bridge, which was packed. Lord, there was a lot of people. Um, but we started on one side of the Brooklyn Bridge, uh, went to the other. I got a bunch of good pictures taken. It was lovely. Um, and then we went to the Dumbo District, and we had the most amazing view 
of the Empire State Building um, underneath the um, Manhattan Bridge. So that's, you know, one of the famous spots. It's, it's, a, it's this place that you see on TV all the time. If you were to see my pictures, which I believe I do have some on social media, um, if you check out my Instagram, you'll probably find it. Um, but that Dumbo district and that uh, little place was so, it was such a good place to just chill and relax. It was cool. There was a nice breeze. We had some shade after just walking that far across the bridge. It was so nice. So if you're ever in New York City, I would highly recommend checking that spot out. It was great. Um, yeah, so uh, first day just doing some sightseeing and, and not necessarily all the most common tourist attractions, but just a couple of the ones that uh, neither of us had done. And we'd both been to New York a few times prior. Um, so then the day of the concert... The concert was on Thursday, and we decided to do the 9-11 memorial on Thursday. Now, this is also on social media. I did a TikTok about it, but Angie and I, we went to college together, and our freshman year of college was 2001. We were both in a city that was not close to home. We had our new friends, but they'd only been friends for a couple months, but we had each other and the events of September 11th happened. So naturally, we, we reached out to each other. We spent time together. We ended up walking around um, the city that night, the city of Richland Center, Wisconsin. We um, just got together and walked from our dorms and walked around, and uh, we met some other uh, like older couples that were, um, were walking as well and just meeting them and talking to them. And just the unknown of what the future was going to bring, especially watching our friends. Uh, we were so close to Madison, uh, Wisconsin, and we lived near Fort McCoy, Wisconsin. That, that's our hometown is near Fort McCoy. Is you know Fort McCoy is like pretty much part of this city. And uh, just watching all of our friends that were in the military, whether it be um, you know the reserves or the National Guard or, or whatnot, rushing from class to go to the dorms just to leave to go because they were being called to go and they didn't know where yet. We didn't know what was going on, but for Angie and I to be together on that day and then to now be at 40 years of age, standing in the spot that we watched fall and still having unknowns in our lives. Still unsure of what was to come. Was kind of surreal. Um, and I'm going to play the audio of the, the TikTok that I made um, here. Just so you can listen to what, what I said. So 22 years ago, September 11th happened. And Angie and I were both in Richland Center for school. Uh, that night, we took a walk, met some people, uh, just not sure what the future would bring. But here we are, 22 years later, in New York, at the memorial for 9-11. And now we still don't know what the future will bring, but that's okay. So we're together. So yeah, it was very emotional for both of us. Uh, and then walking through the memorial and seeing those things. Uh, there were a couple of quotes that were on the walls that, that really kind of got me. 
and and yeah, just I mean, we were very happy to be there. We were we we're so lucky to be in a position in our lives where we will where we because we were able to make this trip. Um. But yeah, like it's just crazy to be in this life and to have lived through that and to be here now this this many years later knowing that we still had each other as as like, you know, best friends and um and in this life together. But little did I know that the emotions did not stop there because at this concert that night we we went back to the hotel, got ready and we went to this concert um, to see Darren Hayes of Savage Garden. And uh, we had uh, sound check tickets. So we were able to see the sound check and then um, and the show. But y'all, that music played. There was like two notes in to the band rehearsing one of the songs. And I lost my shit. I started crying and I and I could not stop. I knew I was going to tear up because this was such a dream come true, something that I never thought in my life would happen and it was literally happening right now, right in front of me and the tears just came. And they were tears of happiness and and sorrow and just um that music um I mean yes, some of his most popular songs that most everybody knows are great, but there's uh, other music in his catalog that just that got me through so much of my life. It's been there um, since I was 16 years old. It's been part of every major part of my life since the age of 16. And here I was finally getting to be in the same room as the man who wrote these songs. Getting to listen to it played in its purest form and that's live. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't hold it back. Um, and I think, uh, I'm going to have an episode where I'm just talking about, uh, I'll talk about music and I'm going to talk about specifically these, the concerts. Uh, when I w- said I went to DC as well, that's also why I went to DC and that show was special too. And, and I'll talk about that in a, in a future episode. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. Uh, what else did we do? What else did we do in New York? So that was Thursday night and then moving on to Friday night. Uh, Friday we spent... Uh, doing some other things um, in New York. Uh, we went to a place every morning, uh, except for one of the mornings, but then I had it for dinner, called Liberty Bagel. And l- let me tell you, they said that they were number one rated bagel place in New York City. They are not lying. I, I'm obsessed, and I wish I could ship it through the mail to myself, but I can't, which is a, a bummer because the bagels were delicious, and it was just it was my favorite. Um, so fast forward, we did some things on Friday, but I was most looking forward to Friday night because that was our Broadway show. Now, as many of you know, Moulin Rouge is my favorite movie of all time. It came out in 2001. I have seen the movie thousands of times easily. That's a, that's even a low ball number, but it's my favorite number. Ewan McGregor is my favorite actor. Um, and it's mainly because of that movie. And I can't get enough of it. So when they announced it as a Broadway show, I knew one day I was going to go and see it. I had to see it. And I was lucky enough to see it on this trip. And this is where I kind of want to talk about planning ahead and for being a big person, uh, some sacrifices you might have to make financially 
which aren't always sacrifices because secretly you want to do it anyways. And then you can just use the excuse of your size to, uh, to uh, make that happen and make it seem more financially feasible. But y'all, at the Moulin Rouge play in New York at Al Hirschfeld Theater, they have the can-can seats. And what these are is you have your regular seats, your Broadway seats that you have there. But these can-can seats are little tables and folding chairs that are where the orchestra normally sits. But here they have these tables to where you can buy tickets for and you're literally in the show. The stage goes around you and is mainly right in front of you. And let me tell you, it was the most fantastic experience. Um, unfortunately, overshadowed by the night before because that concert experience was out of body and is something that I will never forget. So this Broadway play being also in that same category, I'm so thankful and blessed that I was able to do both of those two days in a row. But separately, they are both worth the trip. If I had to make two separate trips to do each of those things, worth it. So I splurged to buy these can-can seats because, for one, I don't know how my butt's going to fit into a seat on Broadway. I remember going back in 2007 and seeing Jersey Boys and knowing how much of a struggle that was. And I'm a bigger guy than I was then, so... It was a no-brainer for me because I wanted to be as close as I could be anyways. But it was a no-brainer to pay the extra for these seats so I could have a folding chair where I'm the last thing on my mind is my comfort. And the comfort of those around me. Now, I'm the kind of person, yes, I want to be comfortable for myself. But I am more paranoid about the people sitting next to me than I am myself. So me purchasing these seats, knowing that whoever is to my left or right or behind me or in front of me, um, which in this case, there was nobody in front of me except for the stage and the actors, which was fantastic. Um, yeah, it was, worth, it was worth the cost. And the money was paid. I bought these tickets months ago. So when you plan ahead, you, not only do you save yourself some of the struggle in like, you know, just making sure you have things you need. But now it's also helping me financially. I didn't have to buy everything at once. I was able to buy it over the course of time to kind of lessen the burden of, of the overall trip. Now, if I were to write down and keep a list of all the money that I spent for this trip, that would look kind of, it would look rough. And I would wonder why in the heck I did it. But, um, but I felt like I did it the smart way and the way that was going to allow me just to let go and enjoy myself. So when I say that these seats were the perfect choice, they really were. It was a tight, cramped area, but not like it would have been in those seats behind us. And the action of the play all happened on the left side of the stage, which is where we were sitting. And there were costumes that were brushing up against us as they were walking by. You could, I mean, we were... Well, you could reach out and touch someone. The end. I'm going to spoiler alert. If you haven't seen Moulin Rouge or you don't want to know the end, here's where I would skip ahead maybe 10, 15 seconds. But if you've seen the movie, you know that Satine dies at the end. Like it's, it is the most, to me, it's the best love story ever written, but it's the most tragic. 
and she died right in front of me. Like Christian held Satine in his arms, just feet in front of me. I watched him cry. Like what a, what a good actor this guy was because he was crying real tears as she died. So seeing one of the most iconic scenes in my most favorite movie happen literally feet in front of me. What a night. How awesome. And it was JoJo's first weekend. I don't know if you remember JoJo from uh, Get Out Right Now. Right? That JoJo, she is on a run as Satine in Moulin Rouge, and it was her first Friday night performance, and it was flawless. And I was lucky enough that I got to meet her afterwards. I get lucky like that sometimes. A lot of times, actually. And I'm thankful for that, too. Just being in the right place at the right time. Being willing to wait. Being willing to just be patient. You know, good things come to those who wait, they say. Uh, There's some things I'm still waiting on. But I'll get that eventually. And then uh, fast forward, that was Friday. Saturday, our train left at 3 o'clock. So we spent the day in Central Park. Then we met our train. And then came home. It was the perfect weather week, too. It was in the 80s and 90s, the whole time we were in New York. And back home here in Wisconsin, it was the same. It was nice. But when that train got back to Toma, Wisconsin, and I looked at my truck, you want to know what I saw? A foot of snow in my freaking truck. Like, welcome home. Bullshit. But yeah, so that, y'all is the story of of my New York trip. So just, I guess I really didn't talk about like the accessibility factor um, a lot in my story, but I'll break it down here at the end. So overall, the travel, the train, seats were comfortable. I'm a big dude and I sat next to Angie and and, uh, since we knew each other, like you can get close and not be too weirded out or anything like that. So it was, it was perfect. It was comfortable. There was enough leg room to put your legs up. Um, on the train ride home, we even had our own sets of seats uh, so we could stretch out and everything. Still couldn't sleep worth the damn. Um, and I still couldn't really go to the bathroom on the train, but, but it was nice. It was, it was definitely nice. Will I take the train again? Yeah, probably. That far? Probably not. But so as far as travel... Um, Accessibility, I'm going to give travel um, a 7 out of 10 if I were to have to give a rating. And that 3 off is mainly because of the bathroom thing. Not really enough room. There's there's uh, handicapped bathrooms, and there's more room in there, but still not, not the best uh, situation for me. The hotel was great. The bathroom was good um, in there. Any of the restaurants we went, they had tables. Um, for us to sit out. So that, those were comfortable. Um, the walking was, was great. Um, if you're not a walker, but you still want to get out, still go because for $40, less than $40, you can buy an unlimited MTA pass to get you on all the subways and buses for the week that you're there. And there's a, there's, you're going to be close to a subway or a bus transit station anywhere you are. So if you're worried about walking too much, don't. You'll be able to get wherever you need to go. 
And if you're in a wheelchair or a scooter, there's accessible stations with elevators. And there's buses that lower automatically so the wheelchair can get on the bus. So let your excuses turn into opportunities. Don't just say you can't do it. Find a way to do it. Enrich your life. Do the things that you want to do. Um, food. If you're, if you're eating a certain way, trying to be healthy, uh, that might be a little rough, but there's always, you can make those decisions as you go. Um, I chose not to stick to a keto diet or anything like that when I went. I knew that I was going to be walking and exercising enough that it was going to make up for what I was eating. Because when you're busy like that, you tend to not eat as much anyways. Even though it seems like you're eating a lot, you're still really only having your meals and you're not eating as much, um, which was great. It was, it was a great thing. Um, what else? For the shows, the concert, I fit just fine in my theater seat, which was surprising for the uh, Savage Garden, the Darren Hayes concert. But we stood the whole time, so I didn't have to worry about that. Um, the Broadway show, like I said, we had those tables, so those were great. Um, any of the um, other attractions that we went to are all walking things. Um, and there's park benches everywhere. So New York is a pretty, I would say New York is one of the most accessible cities that I've ever been to because I didn't have a single issue anywhere I went. So if you've been wanting to go and thinking about going, but you just haven't yet, do it. Book the flight. Book the train. If you're worried about flying, go on a train. It's great. Amtrak. Find it. And don't be afraid to go on a trip with your best friend because they're great people to have. Angie and I did a week-long trip to New York City, 30 hours one way on a train, 30 hours back, and we're still best friends. We still love each other. We'd still travel with each other. At least I'd travel with her. I don't know if she would still travel with me. No, she said she would. She cried when she left my house because she didn't want to go. So she might listen to this. She might be a little embarrassed. But she's a strong, independent woman. So she's not afraid to cry every once in a while, too. But anyways, thank you for being here with me, if you're still here with me. Thanks for listening about my trip to New York City. If you have any questions about anything... As far as travel-wise, hit me up on uh, socials, at Beefy Smalls on Instagram. You'll find my link tree in the show notes, and that will get you to any of my socials. Follow me there. Let me know that you listen to this episode. I will message you back as soon as I can. Um, but yeah, do the things you want to do. Do not let your weight, your size, or your feelings get in the way of being happy and doing the things you love. Who knows, you might discover something that you never knew existed. Something that you love that you never knew you would love. Take chances. It's okay to be scared while you're doing something. It's okay to be scared. But just don't sell yourself short and decide that you don't want to do things just because of your size. That's not a life to live. And I'm learning that. And I'm loving every minute of it. All right, guys. Thanks again for being here. My name is Zach. This is Life in the Fat Lane. And I will see you guys again. I won't see you. But I'll be here again next Friday for another Fat Lane Friday. 
And uh, I'm probably going to be mad at myself for picking a topic. But next week, we're going to talk about Darren Hayes and Savage Garden concerts. We're going to talk about concerts in general because concert season is here. I'm going to give you a lowdown of what I got going on, the shows that I'm going to be seeing, the shows that I've been to recently, and uh, just being overweight and going to these things because that's why I'm here. I love you guys. Thanks again, and we'll see you around.